Welcome to the Namra Podcast. I'm here with Justin, my man, Zach from HBZ Media, guest in the studio, and Ashley Gillen, our creative director. And we're going to get right into it. Talk to you guys about how Zach and I met, how Justin and Zach met, how small the world is, and uh, talk a ton about videography and just overall creativity today, I'd say. We have our creative team at Namra here all at one table, so I'm pumped. Let's get into it. Dude, to start us off, you left out the fact that this is a special birthday edition of the Namra Podcast. We got Russ Mankson's birthday in the house. Happy Little birthday, Russ. Yeah. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Got some whiskey to celebrate. Pretty happy about it. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. It's a good old Friday in the Namra office. I'm pumped. Sure. Zach, thanks for coming, man. Dude. We've been so excited to do this for so long. It's How long so have good we been you. talking about me? Coming on the podcast. I mean, since before we ever even had a podcast. How long have you guys been at it? For a year? Well, we've been in the studio for a year, but we've probably had a full setup for like six months, like podcast wise, I'd say. But I mean, how we've been talking about doing videos together for five years, like ever since we ever like started our businesses, you know what I mean? So any sort of collab like this is very uh, sought after for me and you. And we were both very busy. It's hard to get you in here and likewise on our crazy, side too man. so thanks it, for coming it just doesn't stop absolutely um, yeah. honestly it's been i'm so happy to be here love it love it so let's give people a little bit of a background on how you and i met yeah through through college shout out danny visiting uh westfield state my best friend from high school out to westfield that's how i met zach he was the only guy in college with a camera in his hand just about every time i saw him I, it's so funny because a year that you visited was the first year that i got my camera which was my junior year love it Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And so right away I was like, okay, entrepreneurial spirit. I didn't even really see it in myself at that time, but you and I got along just as friends. And then over the years, like during our senior year, we started Namra, Sahil and I and Taylor hopped in. And that was when you uh, probably, well, a year after, after school, you were talking to me and saying like, dude, I can't work at Bertucci's anymore. I was just talking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was my, that was my grind. I was at Bertucci's, you know, um, want to say a year and a half and I was just talking to Marcus in the car we were just kind of going around like looking at like locations and stuff to shoot but I was saying that dude it's like I was talking to you at Paul's place you know when he had that like going away party and mm-hmm. everything like that we were talking downstairs like man just do it man just do it like this dude was the like local Gary V I was like what's going on and he's I like was, dude he wasn't just talking cool. to me he was talking to like everyone I was like do it do it do it I was like oh man like and then I kind of just went from it from there. Yeah. You know? What was but holding you, you back before, if you don't mind me asking? That's such a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think, I think it was a confidence thing. Yeah. Um, I think I was talking to my friend on the way here, too. It wasn't something that everyone was doing. 
at that time, if you think about it. I think the creatives really came in around like the pandemic when people had time to do that. Um, but yeah, it was just like what my parents thought, what my friends thought. It was like all of those things. Um, and I just kind of some, needed someone to believe in me and Russ was, was one of them. So I'm like forever grateful for that, man. Well, it's well-deserved, bro. <laughs> you were, right away, you were super, like right away, I knew super talented, super passionate about making videos and making cool projects. And you were doing passion projects in school, unpaid, just getting better at the craft. Dude, in our dorm room, me and my mm -hmm. roommate, Paul Falcone, shout out to Paul because yep. he's the man. Yep. Um, but yeah, we were shooting in our um, dorm room with mm -hmm. a backdrop and mm -hmm. nothing and a Canon T5i. Mm -hmm. That's like really where I like started and started to learn and started to make mistakes and all that good stuff. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. No, I was, I was super proud of you when you made the jump and not surprised that you're at the level that you're at now because you are a quick learner, just like Justin. I think you guys are very similar. Like you, you're just really good with cameras and creativity and you learn quick and you know how to make mistakes productively and yeah. just keep getting better at making videos you gotta in this industry, man. You yeah. gotta make mistakes. You gotta try new things that are risky. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And I think you guys have always had a pretty similar style. I, I, like from my, my outside opinion looking in, just like really, really clean professional stuff mm -hmm. when it matters for professionals, but on the music video side, a little more like, it's just more raw. Like you just have the ability to customize your stuff to whoever you're working with. And Justin makes super cool, funny skits for, for business clients, but then also like the cleanest wedding videos, you know, you'll find. Yeah. And so to have the ability to do both just shows that you fully understand the craft. Yeah, you know? absolutely. For sure. Yeah. It's been a long time coming and, you know, it takes a lot of time to develop, you know, the style and it changes for each thing, but I've been trying to integrate it for each things like the wedding videos. I want them to look like music videos. You know what I mean? Like, kind of integrate it and like mm -hmm. have like a same like consistent style you got a real good creative style with your weddings i love that about yeah you. uh dude You're just fire just, editing dude. Dude, just, wait, just so sick dude, just wait till just wait till this year that's yeah. all i gotta say yeah man that's all i gotta say thank oh, you yeah. so much man i appreciate it i just i learned so much like the camera's gotten better the computer like invested in myself and from there like just trying to take it you know just trying to take it the distance yeah it's awesome man. thanks awesome. thanks and um, you recently worked and have been working with Clarks. Can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. We're dude. We're gonna be full ADHD this episode. We're gonna go back. To, we're gonna go back to how we met, like towards the end, and like all that good stuff. I, I want people to see what it's. That's what this podcast is about, right? What would we be talking about without cameras? And I think let's just jump right in. Like yeah. tell 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 the whole story because it's super cool to see where you started. And we knew you were going to get there eventually, right? Like, but you're in the major leagues of, of video production. And it only took you a few years because you are that good. Ah, uh, man. I, I remember you told me that You're too humble to say time. that. But yeah. like that, I mean, to like a, a marketing company, yeah. you see a videographer, a shooter who's working directly with Clarks consistently and gets hired again and again and again because you're actually doing great work for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no higher level of quality than that. You know what I mean? Thank you, man. Yeah. So the Clarks thing started out during the pandemic. Uh, my friend Joe, who I mentioned earlier, um, he was one of the creative directors for Clarks at that time. Um, and at the time, Clarks was getting a little bit more into video, which was pretty cool. So when I talk, started talking to him about it, I was like, hey, man, like, he had a shoot recent, like, around that time. And I was like, what would it take for me to be on set, pretty much? And it just was a question that I asked. 
like, well, you know, with the pandemic, like, I can see what I can do, but I'm, like, the director, so I would love to have you on. So um, he brought me on and everything like that for the next one. I got the call for that. That was sweet. Um, the photographers loved my work. A lot of people were, like, on the team, like, like the work that they saw. I had, like, some similar videos to what I would be doing for them. Um, you know, shot in Waltham, which is my, my, my city, and it was awesome. And, I kept, dude, I killed it. I thought I just killed it for them, and you did. They, they <laughs> <laughs> thanks, and they brought they brought me back, and it was great. From there, like I've done at least three other seasonal things for them, which has been awesome. And I just had a shoot yesterday with uh, Clarkson QVC, Man, a collaboration. So that's pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude, so is that one of the first big retainer clients that you had in? Your video career, if you don't mind talking about it. Yeah, um, that was, I think that was the one. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely had some work here and there from different companies, um, but none bigger than Clark's. Like, Clark's is huge. It and is. it's so crazy to, like, say that, like, oh, I, like, shot for Clark's, and people know who that is and everything like that. And I kind of try to leverage that and yeah. any other things that yeah. I do, any other endeavors and, you know connections and everything like that absolutely so for some of the people that maybe were looking to move up into like their their clarks or their kind of find their space kind of the same way you did like what are some quick tips that you could suggest to people who are looking to get maybe like you know in that direction like you did yeah um i think it just it pays to know people like that was the main reason it wasn't because i was better than a certain person i think i held myself to a certain standard at that time um and you know still do but like my work could like kind of speak for itself and everything like that. So like that helped, but also just knowing the right person, I think that helps. So once you know the right people, you know, I think that comes from, you know, going through high school, middle school, whatever it is, college. And then, you know, from there, just networking, talking to people and everything like that. And then from there, if you're someone that people like, then just ask the question and just ask. That's it. sometimes all it takes. Yeah, and yeah. if you're easy to work with and then you're just like a joy to have on set and then you actually help out, you're an extra set of right. hands even no at one, the bare minimum. That's the thing too, man. No one wants a Debbie Downer. Yes. Like no one wants to be on set and be like, oh, I have to work with this guy again. Right. Like, yeah, stuff is great, but can he, you know, hold a conversation? Is he polite? You know, I'd rather um, hire somebody like that than somebody who's just like, pissy all day right even if they know a little less than the guy who's pissy that's the thing that we do too and i talk about this with like weddings and like they're like oh well why do you charge so much for weddings or you know people may ask that question in general it's like i feel like i bring an experience yes. to, to what i shoot you know from the process of you the intake to the day of you know i'm there with you cracking jokes um getting the right shots making suggestions um people will forget what you said but it's how you make them feel yeah. that is like a lifelong thing. So that's, try, that's what I try to do for everything um, video wise. Yeah. yeah. I was having a conversation with a client just really quick to finish off the point. Like you said, like weddings can range from new beginners who are like a couple hundred to a couple thousand and all the way up to like 10 plus thousand depending on, and people are like, well, I can look at it and it looks roughly the same, but it's like that as well as the experience, how the day runs, knowing the small ins and outs of a wedding knowing what angles are best to grab and most efficient way to set up. So it's like people don't realize all of the years of experience that go into it. Yes. You're exactly right. What were you going to say, Russ? I was going to say that, and it takes an added layer of experience and skill to be able to put all that together and still have your wits about you and carry those conversations and make people feel good. Because if you're a beginner, you go into a shoot and there's a lot of logistics, you're not the most talkative guy. 
you're just really focused on not making a mistake and you want the videographer who's completely chill. I've done this a million times. I'm hanging out with you guys. Nothing ever goes wrong. I like, I have the experience. That's where we are at now, but it took us a few years to get there with the business side of shoots. But then weddings is like times a million pressure wise. You can't mess it up. You know, (laughs) Yeah. you can't miss the shot. (laughs) Actually, I was just talking to you about the nightmares I get from. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I was, that's actually a really great point that you mentioned because I feel like creators in general always get asked that question, like, why does it cost this? Or why is it so much? And I feel like so many creators don't know how to answer that question. So I think right. that's a that's a great point, that especially because of the nightmares, too. Oh. <laughs> oh, nightmares. Oh, man. What um, are your wedding nightmares? Oh, just like I'm in, like, <clears throat> a ceremony and I don't have any of my camera gear and I have to find a <laughs> cell phone from a crowd member to film it with and I have no audio. It's just, it's a mess. Oh, man. Um forget where I was about to go. Um, I, that's what I was going to say to you. Okay. Um, I don't think that we understand how much time it takes. And I feel like that is why we struggle with like pricing because all those times that we're like thinking about it or whatever, like is never allotted for, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, So that goes into the price. I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, the preparation for it and all that good stuff, the calls, conversations and all that stuff. That's a that's a huge point is like thought time. Yeah. Yeah. That's Not one thing that no one that. charges for, but it's super important because it's like, well, if I didn't spend a couple hours really dedicating my mind to thinking about how I wanted this to look, or if it's like a skit idea, like we were brainstorming for three hours, crossed off seven bad ideas to land on this good one, and that takes time. Like right. we could just completely shoot from the hip <laughs> and miss all the time. But we take the time to get it right, do things appropriately. And yeah, you do need creatives, all of you creatives out there, charge for the thought time too, for sure. Right. I also feel like we charge because... Never undercharge yourself. Right. For sure. I also feel like we charge too because it's like, we're going to, we know that we're going to do the job that we were hired for the right way. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it requires the consultation lots of thought back and forth and communication back and forth. And you have to have an ability to communicate and make adjustments. Uh, Like if you're, if you're not paying a premium price, it's probably because you're not getting a premium product. You're going to make some sort of sacrifice on quality or lack of customization or anxiety on your wedding day, because you know, whatever the case was like the videographer just made a little mistake and it just threw you off. Like those days for the bride and the groom, I haven't been married, but it seems so stressful. And everybody tells me it's just the most stressful day because all you're worried about is every little detail going perfectly. So the last thing you want to worry about is like your videographer who you got on the low, like forgetting a battery or like not having the right lens to get that perfect shot. And then you just miss. And it's like, or having to borrow a crowd member's iPhone to shoot the wedding. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. The worst nightmare. Dude, I have to say one thing. That's the worst thing about the weddings. It's like the people down the aisle with the iPads, like not even the phones, but like, just like the iPads. Like, what are we doing? guys? (laughs) The iPad is like two megapixels for us. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, it's a bigger device, but the cameras are so much worse. Yeah. Um, oh, I had something, but I lost it. Well, I have but, something quick I could okay, jump to. Ashley, go. I was wondering when you brought up the fact that, you know, pricing is difficult for every creative. Um, and then you, so you do social media marketing and then you also do painting, right? Um, so how, 
when a person comes to you and they're looking to have a commission done, whether it's of, I know you do dogs, portraits, people, landscapes, how do you kind of price that? And how do you price your work? You don't have to give me specifics, but like generally, um, you know, could, could you give me any insight on that? Yeah. So when I first started doing commission, so basically when someone's like, Hey, can you paint my dog? How much is this going to cost? Um, I used to basically do it very um, strategically where I would add up costs of my materials. I would estimate how much time I take, multiply it all. I did that for a while until I realized I feel like this isn't working as much anymore. Um, kind of like what you mentioned with time. You never really realize time, especially with me with my paintings. It's kind of like my second job. So I'll paint along with doing my job or I'll paint sometimes on weekends. I can't really estimate how long I'm spending all the time. I'm just like, okay, it's going to take like a month, but I can't really count the hours anymore. So then I kind of started doing it by um, demand. So I'm like, okay, a lot of people want commissions. Um, I had no problem with the charge I'm doing right now, and everyone still asked me for commissions. I was still booked the whole year, so now I can uh, increase by, say, like 10%. Um, so for me, it's really just kind of like demand now, and I kind of go off where I started and just kind of like decide like a percentage to maybe increase each year or each quarter or something like that because right. time is definitely a big thing, and... Yeah, you shouldn't have to sit there and, like, calculate your hours. I think you really should think about uh, your worth and your quality and, and the experience, too. Yeah. The not charging hourly. That's, the, that's really the big shift in the conversation from, like, five or ten years ago. Videographers. It was like, oh, what's your hourly rate or whatever. It's like now it's no, you're no, paying no. for the <laughs> product because yeah, exactly, yeah. a lot goes into getting it right. And every hour can be different, too. It's I spend some hours exactly. working on one spot or I spend an hour just taking pictures first to help me then continue painting. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to really go like hour by hour. Yeah. And you don't charge for like trying to draw inspiration, trying to find like, cause if, I mean, as creatives, I'm sure you've all been through it. You get into ruts or you get into a uh, burnout and it's like, that's not even, you know, charging for those things on your side. So as a creative, you have to be in charge of your structure and your boundaries and things like that. So that's even another added difficulty of being mm -hmm. a freelancer. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. What else you guys got? That was good. Yeah. That was a good little starter. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you guys were talking, you wanted to discuss how you guys met. So did you have more to that's do all with I that had, story? Really. No, just, it was really just college. We met in college. We became friends before business and then so yeah. And then you guys hired me for a couple of things and I think I was still learning at the time and you guys were still learning. I think you guys were shooting on iPhones at that point. Oh, yeah. I was shooting on my ADD. We were just talking about that. Yeah. yeah it was just crazy. Yeah. And then I told you guys to make the switch to the GH5s. Yep. Still the my ADD's man. Down there. Still my claim to fame. So that today. was the HBZ inspired, huh? The GH5. I was like, joint. I was like, yeah. I remember this so vividly. I was in the grocery store. I was like, man, you need to get those cameras. Yeah. Like I just yeah. said it to you guys. Yeah, you were all fired up on GH5s. And then uh, Ben Mercedes also Shout out recommended Mercedes. them. Yeah, he was yes. like, just get, he's like, all you need is two lenses and this camera. And Great it's camera the, the best, like, just starter kit for, like, doing really high-quality vlogging. Far beyond its time, too, man. Far beyond its time. I want to bring up something real quick. Uh, um, ben Mercedes, he's somebody... I think is a legend around mm -hmm. here. We've um, given him multiple shout outs. Yeah. I need to shout, shout him out. Ben, yeah. um, he took me under his wing for weddings and stuff like that and just really put me up on game. Mm -hmm. So salute to Ben Mercedes. Yep. You're the shout man. out to you, Ben. You're the man. Appreciate and he's you, still continually like teaching me things. And I have other mentors, you know, LTD, um, who's from Waltham. He does stuff for BT and things like that. And then um, 
you know, a couple other ones. I even consider more of a belly, like one of my mentors, because showed me a lot with like editing, you know, through music videos and stuff like that. He edits. Bro, he used to be incredible with, with filming, more with belly films, and, huh. you know, transition to being I an artist. I did not know that Dude, about more. yes, yes. Wow. He was legit, like, wow, really good. I love that. You're doing really high quality stuff now. Let's talk about some of your more recent projects and sort of how your projects have evolved from the last few years into what you're producing in 2022 going into 2023. Yeah, I think the main thing with me right now is I'm just very selective of the projects that I take in. I think I was pretty like picky choosy before, but now I'm just like really like, okay, I like this company. I like, you know, what their ethics and morals are and, you know, what they represent. I would like to work with them when they reach out and stuff like that. Um, same with music video artists or music videos for artists. Like, do I like the song? Do, is this like a reputable person? Like, you know what I mean? Like these are things and questions that I ask myself and, you know, more so now more than so before. now than before before i was trying to shoot everything i could yeah we were i just, just talking about that right yeah i just wanted people to know who i was i legit remember before i shot with like more of one time there was like a day before we were gonna shoot and i was just like man like i just want an opportunity right so um i called them and was like you know we're gonna shoot a music video tomorrow like like, like just shoot like come on like let's just do it because i i can't do nothing like you know um, but, you know, back to this year and everything like that, everything is just like a step above, like all the lessons and things from last year, everything is just a step up. So you're yeah. saying you can take on more projects than you can actually enjoy and like, believe yeah, in. things that align with me and right. things that also reflect a price point that I believe in and that I believe I'm worth and, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, that's why I'm working with like people like top notch contracting who are like incredible, uh, construction people in uh, Lexington, Mass. And, um, and then also like Clark's, like that's big. Like artists I work with, like Maystar, like more, like one of the best in Boston. Like I think yeah. one of the best, you know, ever. Like I, he's incredible, you know. And more of a belly, like Debo, like all these guys, you know, keep me at a certain level. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that's who I want to be around, stuff like that. So what was it like working. that switch? Like where did that switch come from? Because you said really every year you're improving, 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 but like over this year versus last year, really just the mentality of like, I'm not going to take just what comes my way. Yeah, I think it was uh, an accumulation of things. Uh, I think bad quality, you know, experiences, like being like, oh, like I should have charged more for that project because it took me X amount of time or like I know that this project is like worth that, you know, right. so things like that over time, I think really like made me just be like, no, I need to be here because I think that this is where I'm at, yeah. you know, and this is who I want to work with and this is the life that I want to choose and all that stuff. And it is a choice, right? You can yeah. choose to stop growing and getting better at your craft at any level. And it's a choice to keep going every year. And I think all of us, <clears throat> everyone here has like continuously gotten better every single year. Absolutely. And I salute you guys. I've seen it and all of you, you Thanks, know, bro. and I think that's why you guys are what you are because you guys continually grow every single year. You, you know, you take what you need and, and you just go for it. Like, you know, whatever. Oh, I didn't have this last year. All right, cool. We're going to get it. And then we're going to like build off of it. You got the task cams, you got the GH fives. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you have Justin, Justin has been doing a great job Thanks, man. and Huge you've been addition. doing an incredible job of, you know, Russ and I have talked and everything like that. So yeah, it's a big team effort. For sure. It what's, is. what's your like favorite project that you've worked on? Clark's aside, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, like one or two. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a question. Tough, that's a tough question. You don't, and I don't want to exclude that. anyone because, I like, I love all the I projects. I'm working right. on. You don't even have to answer that. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I'm. I think <laughs> plead, I'm. Plead the fifth. <laughs> plead the fifth. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna plead the fifth on that. But well, let me ask you this: in your mind, because you said you're really focused on differentiating projects that you projects that you want to do and projects that you don't want to do. Right. In your mind, what is that differentiator? Like when a, when you know, a new client comes across your table and he, he gives you the scope of the project he's looking for. Yes. What's a good project and what's a project that makes you go, oh fuck this guy. <laughs> of course. You That's know. a really good question. Though. That is a good question. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think working with brands is a big thing for me. So like to like backtrack a little bit, like the main thing that I focus on is, you know, working with brands, uh, working with music video artists, uh, uh, artists for music videos, and then, you know, weddings and stuff like that. So those are my three things. Of course, where I'd love to be is, you know, with music videos on a super high level. Um, I think it is a little bit tougher to gauge that music video world, um, especially locally with like artists and like the budgets that they have and stuff like that. So it's kind of tough to like pivot through that. Right. Um, so I've been going more with like brand and stuff like that. So back to what we were talking about with the question and stuff like that, it really comes down to vision, budget and their ethics and, you know, what they stand for. And if I could see us like coming together and like making something, you know what I'm saying? If it's going to be like interesting for me. Follow up question. What is the opposite side of that? What is a, a, a project that, you know, what is like that differentiator on the opposite side, the negative side for you? Uh, pretty much just like not getting paid, low budget, like <laughs> nothing. Um, people don't that don't have high reputations. Um, just low quality experiences, things that don't make me feel like I would want to wake up in the morning and shoot it or things that make me feel like I don't want to pursue it. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, it's all part of your portfolio, too. So you want to take on projects that make you look better. You don't want to take on these, like, small, cheap jobs. Yes. Right. It's not good for your brand, either. Right, right, right. And even and if you're not showing them all, like, you're wasting time doing these projects that you don't love, you're not passionate about, or aren't making you money, yeah. taken away from the better ones. Right. It's the, it's the sad truth, unfortunately. I agree. I definitely agree. I think that is a really good point. Um, I actually talked about this a few weeks ago where as an artist in the very beginning, I was just saying yes to everything, even things I really don't want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then over time, it's a really, it's a really like good feeling to be able to say like, oh, I can afford to not do something I don't want to do. And I think it's really important. It's very empowering. I think it's really important to know how to like say no to something that's not going to be fulfilling to you and your business. Right. And off Great of point. that as well i think well what's the other side of that just going into it a little bit deeper is like how am i spending my time yeah do exactly. i want to work the rest of my life of course and i'm a workaholic everyone that knows me knows that i work and i get down and i can't do things because i'm trying to like work the other side of that, of that is like i have a niece now like and i want to see her and i want to spend time with my mom and i want to spend time with my dad and i want to spend time with my family and i want to see my friends you know what i'm saying so it's like like the, the price has to be here. Like, you know, I have you to want to do yourself it. into the ground. Right. Yeah. Doing things that you don't love and like all that stuff. Like yeah. that's just it's not sustainable. You need your like the mental health side of your life too. Right. You know, that's something I don't even hear a lot of creatives talking about. Any, and nowadays, at least it's like the, the, the tolling side of being a freelancer is absolutely Dude, there. This isn't for everyone, man. It's not like, for everybody. It's not. Like, there's some, I, man, I wanted to quit so many times. Like, 
just because I drove myself into the ground and, you know, there might have been a mistake or two I made or, like, you know, things didn't pan out the way I wanted to. But, like, I think that's what separates people in this game is, like, can you make a mistake or can you be broken and come back again? It's like Nipsey Hussle said, man, it's like the differentiator is that I keep going. Yeah. People will stop and then, like, you, you will reach success if you just keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing about me, like, I can't break. Like, I'm just going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on going forward. I just know the risk of stopping, and it's it's too much. Like the legacy of, like, my family, it's like like people have invested in, in me and my time and the time I put in, like, like I, ha- I have to. Yeah. Like, I have to do this, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. And, dude, you get the backbone of passion right there. So it's right. like if you just got that backbone of passion, that's all you need. Right. Yeah. Sure separates you from people who just are doing it for the money or doing it because they like to look cool on Instagram. It's like, no, like we live, eat, breathe and do everything film or videos or content or this, like, you know, we love this shit. So that's going to separate you from somebody who doesn't. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Yeah, that's a really good point too. Yeah. Let's talk <clears throat> about the HBZ media legacy. Like, where do you see the business going? Great where question. do you see oh, like, I'm trying to be 30. like you guys, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in certain aspects, I just admire you guys having a team that specializes in a certain thing. You know, you're great with talking to people. I know, dude, you can sell, you can do all that. You can network. Yeah, you know what off. Like, you're great at that. And I know Sahil is great at what he does. And Justin can shoot the heck out of a video, like, you know what I mean, and edit. Like, everyone, like, you know, everyone on the team has an allotted position, and they do really well. Like, I just feel like I want to grow that with me. And I think part of that with me is, like, sometimes I'm stubborn and I want to do everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm still trying to grow out of that, so, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We've, um, you and I have talked a lot about a that. A million like. times. And it, it always comes back to, like... It always circles around, and then I'm back at ground zero, you know what I'm saying? But, like, eventually, like, I want to get to the place, you know, where I have more editors, like, you know, editors for, for weddings and stuff like that. Because, like, up until this point, it's really just been me. It's just been editing, you know what I'm saying? And, and there's also no right or wrong answer to that either. Like, there's no right or wrong path. You can choose to be the guy who shoots and edits all of your own videos, doesn't build a team, but still makes six figures every year because he does six to eight like ten thousand dollar videos every year, or that yes. math doesn't add up. <laughs> this, this, right, could have fooled okay. me, bro. I that's what, we didn't go to school for that, so that's fine. Yeah, um, freelancers, bro. Yeah, no, I need my numbers. Basically, uh, um, unemployed over here, self. So. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. You can, you can <laughs> choose. Math. You can yeah. choose to take that path. It's a scale. It's a scale. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a scale. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else are we talking about? <laughs> oh, man, man, I have. I can't wait for you guys to see all the videos I'm working on, man. I'm so excited. For those of you who don't already follow Zach, HBZ Media, HBZ.media on Instagram, right? Uh, HBZ underscore media on Instagram. Uh, www.HBZmedia.video is my website. Oh, love it. Love it. Yeah, follow him. Great videos, great work. You can see everything that he's all about. I'm good to go into like watching videos if you guys are sure yeah can i just say one yes. thing really quick yeah anything my boy Debo has a video out it's called shark tank i need you guys to check that out um he had someone named gripless i believe his name is he's like an animator and he like portrayed Debo in a shark tank scenario 
like as an animation it's sick i haven't seen that yeah he just Smart. released it too. is this live oh, okay. can we yeah. pull can we pull this up yes Let's right, pull it up. that'll be the first video we watch cool all, all, right, right, beautiful. all right so while cool. russ while russ picks this up and pulls up some projects over here on the laptop i'm going to give you guys a rundown of what we're about to do so we've created a new segment over here at the number podcast and we've yet to name it i don't know if we're going to come up with the name today or some other day but Basically, we, we review videos. We take, uh, you know, whether it's an old commercial, whether it's, um, you know, local artists or other people who have their work and they want to get it reviewed or just uh, critiqued. Um, that's a new segment that we've been doing. So let's pull up some, some, some work from HBZ and let's pull up some other, uh, some other videos that I think Russ had in mind as well that he wanted to review. Yeah. What's, um, um, yeah. What's his so, does he have YouTube? Yeah, D-E-B-O dash. I wish I I wish I did this first. Well, it's Black Star, right? Yeah. So if you click, um, if you click oh, his YouTube, yeah. What, what's the video called? Uh, Shark Tank. Oh yeah. Yeah. Debo Shark Tank. <laughs> Already really cool. Investing, what we do over here manifesting Mama told me my mom be the weapon Papa told me pray off for your blessings We don't take L's, just lessons Your first and your last, no second Whatever I do, I'm the best in. They can't stop me cause I'm destined Ain't no resting And they can't ride my wave Me versus you, I'm picking me Little fish out the way Big shot, key, got it That's what happens in the shark tank That's what happens in the shark tank Right? That's legit. That's awesome. Hey, that was that's really good. Fire. Dang. That was really that was I'm not trying to show any of my videos after that. <laughs> That's so cool. That's one of that's, that's easily fire. one of my favorite Debo songs too. Oh, he like yes. so catchy. Yes, I love Shark Tank. Period. But like that's so so good. The the, all the references EP, is are great. Yeah, the whole EP is very marketable, and I think that's what he was going for. He's thinking brands um, mm -hmm. in that four song EP that he has out. Mm -hmm. Oh man, oh, that's, a whole, Brandon. that's a whole topic right there. The, awesome. the shift from people actually realizing that they can talk about the things that they want to talk about, about and, you know, reaching a broader audience. And yes. That's a huge key. I mean, I wouldn't know I'm not a musician, but from what I've seen, what I've heard, man, that's great. That's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. I wish I made that, right? And I don't have any anim animation skills like that. No, me neither. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Who made that? Gripless, I believe, is his name. Is they went to UMass local? together. That's great. Um, I don't know where he is now, but okay. dude, but he's, they went to he, school around here. Uh, oh, Gripless. well, I'm sorry, they went to UMass Amherst. Um, oh, okay. But he, I think he's around here. He probably, I mean, with his work, he's probably in LA or something like that. Uh -huh. He's dude, Hell's Kitchen like follows him. Like, I'm pretty sure Shark Tank. Like, I'm pretty sure. Cool. Like, yeah, he's very, very, very cool. up there. Very cool. 
That's a that's a really good segue because I want to start watching some videos. Um, what we're gonna start doing. This is kind of the first episode that we're gonna do this as like a what are we calling it a segment segment this is a new segment on that's, the namra podcast and the next segment is going to be about literacy and dictionaries <laughs> and maybe some math and oh no fuck that bro i'm not coming to that one <laughs> it's all you the 10,000 will get you man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 10, times six is a hundred thousand dollars let's hop into it man what do you got for us russ do you have any other ones that we can talk about well, let's find some that was so the if worst, I could make a suggestion, yeah, when me. I was watching back the episode that me and Taylor did, I found it a lot more funny and entertaining to watch the bad commercials than I did the good ones. The good ones were yep. okay for people who actually understood film and could understand the feedback and the critiques, but like, yeah, it's just funny bad to watch. Haircuts. Yeah, those were great. All right, <laughs> let's, 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 just do bad, let's just do bad commercials. There's all the cool projects that you have coming up, all the yeah. good stuff that you have going on. Mm -hmm. If you could give me an overview or an idea, and honestly, I'm just ripping off my asshole right now. So um, <laughs> if you could give me, Zach, if you could give me an overview of some of your favorite projects that you have coming up, um, maybe not specifically what they are, but what is the thread that kind of binds all these together? Like we talked about earlier, like you have some projects that you love, some projects that you maybe not love so much. Like what is the thread for your upcoming projects? Um, if there is one. Hmm. It's interesting because most of my upcoming projects for the years are weddings. Um, oh, man, let's jump into weddings. <laughs> which, is, which is cool. So I'm definitely excited about that. Um, again, the venues cool. that I'm shooting at, um, the people that I'm working with. Um, for instance, like, God damn it, Russ. <laughs> Never coming back. I thought again. I could very quickly this get rid of the sound, but it help? was not working. Yeah, I uncasted. You need help, babies. God damn it. Little boy needs some help. Sorry, Zach. This is a fucking train wreck. Man. Everything up until we stopped talking was great. Okay. So. I thought it would like it's immediately totally get fine. quiet when I hit the volume. I was like, no, I need to. No, that's okay. <laughs> Uh, Don't worry about it. I was trying to get the Namra logo back on because it's going to do a hard cut to the same conversation, but with the fucking YouTube thumbnail up there. So I was trying to get the Namra logo back up. What just happened? Why is that doing that? What is going on? Our office is breaking. You get Russ to host one time. <laughs> I know. This is why we can't have nice things, bro. Oh, God. Oh, God. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's annoying. <laughs> That'll break up a podcast. That's why I said, glad my eardrums were intact the first time, but all right, baby. We, we lie, baby, yeah. Let's do 10 more minutes. Sound good, Zach? Yeah. Right. Sound good, Abby and Melker? 10 more minutes? We can, uh, we can just leave. Justin, do you need the cameras? Uh, what? Do you need cameras tomorrow? No. We can leave everything. No, I believe, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll I, I believe I'm actually off tomorrow. Uh, yes, yeah, I don't want to be like a controller at all, but I just want to like throw in the, the fact that we probably shoot a couple of quick B-roll shots just after. Yeah, yeah. If that's fine? Yeah, we got right. no, no rush. Okay. We'll be celebrating your birthday at like 12. Mm -hmm. 
Dude, we started at 3 o'clock today. Well, 4. Fuck, bro. This got me all confused. I'm sorry it's taking me so long. And I'm not used to this fucking This is making laptop. me feel better that I can't use my laptop. So he'll give me all these hotkeys, and I just... Basically, every time I hit a corner, I reset everything I was doing, and I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Your laptop has me all sorts of fucked. So, dude, you remember all the shortcuts. I was like, well. There you go. All right. Back in business, baby. All right. So, we back. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so. What's the last so thing you said? We weddings. 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 Yeah. No, I'm just going to answer it like, like this in terms of like, I'll just. Because that might have been a bad West question, bro. I just literally pulled that straight from my body. No, nah, that's okay. Um, you could, I guess you could just ask like, what are things that you have coming up and how does it align? You could kind of ask the same thing and I'm just going to attack cool. it a different way. Cool. Okay. Cool, man. All good things. So um, of all those projects, you know, give me a little bit of insight of what you got coming up as far as the future and uh, some of the things you're excited for. Yeah, absolutely. I think I just have variety. I think that's a, the big name. Have some dock work coming up, which is really great. great. A very extensive project. I don't even think I've talked to you guys about that, but that's why I was in Nevada. I won't go too, too into that. You know what I'm top saying? Top secret. But top secret. <laughs> Teaser for uh, the future. It's a really incredible story um, that will be told. Um, you know, a lot of weddings. I mean, dude, I have like five weddings in September. Um, I think one of the things that I'm trying to do with my weddings is make them different in terms of like adding things to them. Maybe there's a other day of shooting that we can add. For instance, I'm shooting a wedding in September, early September, and the groom is a musician and he is incredible and does stuff in Boston, the Cape, like all that stuff. So I'm going to grab some shots of them, like, you know, when he's performing and his future wife is going to be there and stuff like that. And that's what it's all about. Like, I think that's like one of the cool things about me shooting weddings is like a lot of these people are my friends and, or we like grow to be friends and stuff like that. So it's just a great time. They're like offering me like drinks at the end yeah. and stuff like that. Just, you know, just being a personable person, personable person. Yeah. Um, Gets you far, man. But, um, yeah, and just just high level variety and high level things like that's the consistent like right. everything is er, the next thing that I do is going to be the best thing that I do. Like, yeah, that's, that's the mentality you got to yeah. have. Man. I mean, it's a good quote. One yeah. thing that I appreciate appreciate about you, Zach, is that you've always been um, not only on the creative side. You've had that hustle around creativity, getting better and moving up and finding things that inspire you and running with it, but also like the business mindset. Not a lot of creatives have that. And I think that's where a lot of creatives fall. And we've talked about it a couple times in this podcast episode already is like, you know, not everybody has that. And you really got to learn, like fail, try, figure out what works for you. And then you kind of learn, like you said, if you're already doing something that you love and you have like these people around you who are like just good, good uh, brides and grooms make your life so much easier. You can be friends with them. You can take them out, maybe even have like a meeting with them, have coffee or whatever, like comparing that to like not having that mentality, you know, mm -hmm. it, it sets you apart completely. So that's one thing that I've always respected about you, man. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. And um, yeah, it's just been such a long time coming, man. Like it really has just been such a long time coming and you know that Russ, like, so. I mean, uh, you've clawed your way up every step of the way, man. Like you've just gotten slowly, incrementally better at the video side, the business side, learning what mistakes you can't make again 
like we all do. Made all know? the mistakes in the book, man. Yeah. Made all the mistakes learn. in the book. And I need that. I need yeah. to make mistakes to know what works and what doesn't. And, you know, just because it works for me doesn't mean it works for Justin or Marcus or anyone here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're all our individual person. I think that that's why I love what I do is because, like, I have things that I'm really, really good at and things that I really need to work on. You know what I'm saying? And I think that um, that just shows who HBZ Media is. Like, that's just it. Like, There's something to be said about, like, knowing the person behind the company. Yeah. And that's why we do the podcast. That's why it's important that all of our clients do videos because it shows, like, you could have the cleanest logo in the world. You could look great. But if you're a jerk and you're really bad at communicating with your clients and, like, like not, you're not good at taking criticism. We talked about that on the last podcast. Uh, you're not going to end up being successful yeah. or, or it's going to be a lot harder than, you know, if you're somebody who's humble enough to admit when you're wrong, communicate well with clients, figure out really what they're looking for and just try your best. Humility is the name of the yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, it really is. And rolling with the punches, man. Like I can't tell you how many shoots, like, you know, you have an expectation of something, you have a game plan because we're all maybe perfectionist, maybe we just really like to have our ducks in a row, but like I go into a shoot with an idea and just being um, flexible, not being so rigid in that like, oh, this has to happen X, Y, Z, because that's sometimes where the best content comes from and the most magic happens is when right. you let things just be and you accept it and you're just kind of involved and you're in the moment. That's for me, I've noticed is especially with weddings too. Right. You try to have so much control over things and it's like, just let things be, capture it as it is. It always comes out more stand back a little bit you know yeah. i mean let it let it yeah, let it breathe yeah, yeah, yeah let it breathe gotta let it breathe yeah. and that, like uh on the weddings note too you've kind of recently added a new flair i noticed like in the last year or so to your wedding videos where you're uh, like almost telling more of a story than anyone else i've seen yeah like most people you. it's Agreed. just b-roll and music and then last year you dropped a few where i was like oh man that is so cool like you incorporated oh, the man. groom speech into the yeah. video and the story behind it and like it was like like the, the double exposures you had and some of yeah. them do like i almost oh, cried like watching fire. one of these videos and i was yeah. like man like, like people that you don't even know yeah I love that. yeah but i people felt like that I, right sometimes. away i felt like i knew that yeah, I I was like, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> i think that's awesome and um i know you guys were asking me what i have going on and everything like that and i feel like with weddings like that storytelling aspect and it's just better like yeah. that's it's like it's better and the the angles I'm getting and the exposure, like, and the trying the new things and all that stuff. That like, was a risk you took because it's very easy for wedding videos to become cookie cutter, right? Like right, if you yes. have a wedding video business, all of your wedding videos could be the exact same. Where thing. that burnout comes right. from, man. We it could be about. super cookie cutter, but that, you do a good job of keeping yourself. It's tr staying true to who like HBZ media is, which is fully custom, never cookie cutter, always better every next shoot. Thank you, man. You know, like yeah. that's huge. And the client definitely sees that. And that's a whole, literally that took a risk because that's stepping outside that it's a risk. They might not have liked it. Like you took a risk in saying, I'm going to tell a different sort of story than probably they've ever seen in a wedding video for their wedding video. Yeah. Right? You know, that's a, so good on you. Cause it worked. That was a, a risk worth taking. Cause it was, fucking awesome right it was and for like one emotional of emotional and really good for yeah. one of them it was like one of their songs too like you know what i mean like one of their songs yeah well like like musicians um it's not like a cover like for one of them was oh, like cool. a cover which was like really cool and great. there was audio in that from Even like her and stuff like that you know what i'm saying so awesome. all that stuff is cool and again just expanding on that making that better like for for this year there's one that i'm 
actually shout out Marcus because he was on that shoot with me and everything like that. But um, the wedding that I'm putting together now for my friends Chris and Sarah, like, awesome. The groom speech is in there. Uh, just, just killing it, like, with the angles and, you know, the variety of shots and all that stuff. So, yeah. Let me ask you this, Zach. <clears throat> you've, saying, you've been saying you've kind of cultivated your style. You've kind of really figured out risks, what type of risks you want to take and uh, different techniques that you've found. Give me, give me an idea of, like, some of your most outside-the-box techniques that you've been doing recently over the you know, recent time or even the last few years that you found, like, man, like, I'm really glad I, I took a risk and tried to do this. Yeah, I think yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, oh. one thing that just comes to mind is just the picture effects. Like who would have thought to put pictures in video mm -hmm. without do, like doing like a Ken's burn right, effect? Right, like, right. like I like layer my pictures and have variety with my pictures in my videos and add the sound effects. I think right. that gives a lot of like dimension and stuff to the video. So that's one thing that I feel like when people see my videos, they may see that throughout it, which is cool. Um, just a different break in the action too. Like they talk about like changing your focal length to give new perspectives. Like adding those pictures is definitely a new pers perspective from the way that it uh, plays with like the frame rate and everything like that. And just how it feels like it's different than a video just actually playing. It's like the picture is like click, click, click. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? You can like kind of phase that out. You know what I'm saying? Stuff right. like that. We'll have to add footage of your videos in because I think just even a 10 second clip of probably any of your videos like yeah. same with yours it's like the footage is different mm -hmm. it's it's different like it's just a next level crisp shot it's an experience like the lighting the is dimensional. so clean like thank you that clark's footage is just it's it's picture perfect it's yeah. so clean so well thank lit you. so crisp just with all your shots i think it whether it's music video or product it's like it's I think that's what makes a good, same with like Ben Mercedes. Like when I see a really high end videographer, I'm like, that is just, the footage is so clean and crisp. Right. Yeah. That's why I'm saying basically in essence, follow Zach and check out the footage because you need to see it to understand like the true difference in quality between an HBZ media and uh, a lesser videographer. So Zach, Thank you, first of all, for coming in. Great to see you. Long time coming. You need to come back for sure because I think we only scratched the surface on what we can talk about with Zach about videos, video production, just how to work with clients, how clients can better work with us and communicate with us. Like there's so many angles that we can take on this technical uh, soft skills of videography and you name it. We So definitely come back. Obviously, you're always welcome. Thanks, but thank you for coming in today. Appreciate you, bro. I appreciate so you. proud of you for everything you've done. Uh, so dude, far. I'm proud of you guys, man. Like you guys are doing incredible. Um, uh, Thanks, super man. excited, you know, look out for all my videos and, you know, photos, everything I have coming because it is coming. It's coming. <laughs> That's all I got to say It is coming. It. And I'll show you some stuff after. So. Awesome. Until next time. Thanks for checking us out, guys. Peace. Thanks, guys.